Hey guys, it's Mike and Andrew, and we're back again with another Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome in. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our Dynasty League. I'm your host, Mike, and with me as always is my friend Andrew, who is never going to let me live down that his Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they're going to crush Donnie's Rams. <laughs> but but not, okay, but to not cut things short, we also have a special guest with us tonight. That's our extraordinary commissioner, Donnie, who's also Rams fans. Donnie, how you doing? How do you respond to that? Uh, I just want it to be a nice, clean game, guys. Don't want anything, <laughs> anything crazy. Horns up. <laughs> All right. Well, Johnny, don't, don't the Rams have like the 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 roughest, dirtiest D lineman? Isn't that isn't that what it is in the league? Their reputation? No, not at all. <laughs> They're gentlemen. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Well, for you listening at home, the uh, the reason why we brought Donnie in today is this episode is titled What It's Like Being a League Commissioner. So uh, we invited Donnie on to share some of his life experiences as a commissioner of several leagues for which uh, some of us share multiple multiple leagues with him. Um, but he he commissions our league, and we thank you and praise you and appreciate all the time and effort you put into doing that. And we thought it only fair to to give you a platform to share some of your experiences over the years, good, bad, the ugly, um, and what it takes to be a, a commissioner. Some hard lessons you've had to learn, some some tips and tricks for all of the young commissioners out there or someone who might be thinking about becoming a commissioner. Now, before we get into that, folks, because I know that's a hot topic you guys want to hear about, there's a hotter topic. And I want to give the floor to our Bengals fan to talk a little bit about his thoughts and feelings this past weekend on how his Bengals triumphed over his own Kansas City Chiefs. His first and second teams faced off, and his number one team came through. So, Andrew, how are you feeling about that? Oh, it was glorious. It was glorious. I had two shirts pulled out, so it didn't matter who was going to win. <laughs> you, were, you were happy either way. Yes, but I, I, you know, I was wearing the Bengals stuff for the, week, for the game. Uh, no, it was, you know, it was a really good game. Um, either team could have, could have taken it. I would have been happy either way. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a real interesting game this, uh, next, next weekend. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Uh, I think it could be, it could come down to who has the ball last. Cause it'd and, be a, uh, another field goal game. Oh, you know, it would be glorious if it was another overtime game. That would be awesome. That would be that would be nerve wracking <laughs> for me. Um, yeah. I'm not lying. I I am a a Rams fan as of right now because <laughs> my boy Matt Stafford's playing playing for them, so I'm rooting hard. Uh, I am as enthusiastic as that rant or that Lions fan you guys all saw on social media. Thank you, Juan, for sharing that. But it's now gone viral. Uh, Matt Stafford has now. Brought that individual to Super Bowl Sunday. He's going to be in the stands watching. He's going to have a, a brand new Matt Stafford jersey signed. Like how how, how awesome is that? That's so, good. So that that aside, it was an impressive match. I watched it. Um, I don't get to watch too many football games throughout the year. It was fantastic. It was fun. It seemed like the Bengals floundered and 
needed to have something happen and then it happened and they rebounded and the momentum shifted and then they, they played tight for the rest of the game. Yeah. they. It, you know what? It seemed like they were almost nervous in the first half. And then they got hmm. into the locker room, calmed down, found their yeah. found their uh, identity again at halftime, and then came out and, and turned through. it on in the second half. So, all right. Well, Don, I'm going to flip it over to you. Did you catch the game at all? I did not watch the the Bengals Chiefs games. I just listened to a podcast about it. All right. So, what are, what are your thoughts and feelings on uh, on that matchup? Did you were you surprised that the Bengals won? You know what? I I was surprised to be honest, but I was rooting for the Bengals because just Patrick Mahomes, dude, he kind of annoys me. Not to lie, he's he's great really? at football, but I think he's his, his little walk, his little waddle he does. I just, I just <laughs> okay. <don't like> <laughs> no, but uh, I just wanted somebody else to get in it. You know, he's yeah. They've been there. What? They've been the AFC champion game the last four years or something. Yeah. And the so last like, uh, two Super Bowls. So yeah. Yeah, I thought it'd be awesome to get somebody else in there. Well, it was a surprise to me the Bengals won. I thought they were going to be a year or two away. They had a great season, have have some great promising um, up-and-comers. Could you imagine what the Bengals will be like if they shored up that offensive line? Yeah, no kidding. Like, could, do you think, do you think um, they're going to be one of the teams to beat next year? Because you know they're going to invest heavily in an offensive line this offseason. They'll be up there, but the AFC is so stacked, man. Yes. Thinking about it, it's, you got Josh Allen and the Bills. Uh, Mahomes, always good. Who knows where Aaron Rodgers lands? People are speculating he goes to Denver. And that would make well, him heard, dangerous. I heard an interesting story today that he might end up in Tennessee. I saw that as well. Yeah. So he bought a property. He's developing some land, moving down to the Tennessee area. Not opposed to, to playing for the Titans. I don't really see them as, as a team. For him, because they don't, I don't, I don't see them as having a lineup um, that would garner his kind of attention. Granted, they did have the buy; they did have a relatively good season this year, yeah. but a better defense that that'll help out a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. cold weather, cold weather isn't too bad over there, so yeah. he can no, do better in nice. the weather's AFC nice. game. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Johnny, we talked about the Bengals and Chiefs. Now it's time to talk about the Rams and 49ers. I was nervous going into this game, knowing the record throughout the regular season. The 49ers don't have much on offense, but their defense is absolutely stout. How did you uh, How did you feel about the game? Well, I'm assuming you watched. Yeah, I watched that game in its entirety. I was I was a mess. That game was a mess. Rams, uh, too many drops, man. And I feel like the drops they had were crucial. You had Ben Sharonic with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Got lost the ball on the lights, wide open. Cooper Cup had another drop, which would have been a touchdown. Little things like that, they need to clean up. They want to beat the Bengals. And then the thing that frustrated me the most, though, was Sean McVay and some of the calls, like those challenges he did. They didn't have a timeout the last yeah, 10 don't, minutes. Don't, don't care about timeouts. They are useless to me. Let's, <laughs> let's get out there and let's make well, this game real interesting. Didn't he challenge on like the third play of the game for the measurement? Or is that uh, the deep game? He he challenged early in the first half. Yeah. And then he challenged late in the fourth quarter using his last timeout to do yeah. so. Yeah. And it was obviously both challenges were obviously not not to go his way. I don't know who's in his ear or if he just was too hyped up in a moment. So but he, he addressed it in the 
press press conference. So hopefully he cleans that up. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I was really impressed with the the D line and and the way they stopped the run, especially because that's that was my my main concern. San Francisco was averaging something like 174 yards rushing against them or something ridiculous, and they only allowed 50, I believe. Yeah, if you can if you can stop the run and force the pass. Now Jimmy G is not the greatest passer out there, so that that played into their favor. How do you think that goes into playing the Bengals, who have a stout running and passing offense? I th- so my keys to the game is bracket chase, put Ramsey on Higgins, and just just go after Burrow and uh, just take care take care of business on that on the line, man, in the in the trenches, as they say, because that's now, that's where I think they'll win it. I am um, here's I'm just thinking this through as we're talking here uh burrow was sacked what nine times yes against tennessee At, against tennessee how many times was he sacked by uh kansas city i oh, believe two really. yeah two and not, then, not a lot he was getting away he was he yeah, was yeah he was unreal how he escaped those pockets yeah. yeah now also in san fran jimmy g dodged several bullets and was able to to get away until the last drive when he floundered that ball and it was picked. And in that case, um, <clears throat> the Rams weren't really sending too much after him. They were more concerned no. about containing the run and making him okay. throw. Okay. They're playing more of a contain on the with their outside edge rushers. My yeah, I'm thinking here this game's going to be a high scoring game. The defenses will show up, but not not consistently. I, I don't see the Rams having difficulty moving the ball. I think their run game might falter a little bit, but they'll be able to gain some traction and be better than they did against San Fran. I, I think their passing game is elite. No issues there. They'll move that ball through the air, especially when Matt Stafford is down and he gets frustrated and he just wants to move. He'll, he'll hum chuck that ball uh, a thousand yards. Now on the flip side, there's too many weapons that, the, the Bengals can pass to. So even if you get Ramsey on Higgins and you somehow bracket, uh, Tyler Boyd's no slouch. CJ Uzama. If he can play. If he can play. Uh, and even mixing out of the backfield, Samaji Piran. I think both yeah. teams are going to find room to move the ball and it's going to come down to the last team that scores is probably going to win. That's my personal prediction of what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. And it makes me nervous. I would normally say the Rams blow out the Bengals. Rams should be like 34 to 13 kind of a score in this game. That's that's what my my logic thinks. But the Bengals have... And, and, why, and why he's chuckling is because I'm giving him the thumbs down on the camera. Oh, that's not why I'm chuckling. It, it's not because I, I know exactly how you feel. That I have felt that way in every game the Bengals have played, and I have been proven wrong. They have showed up. Their defense has played far better than I would ever give them credit for. I would never, if I played in a, in a fancy football league and I had to choose a defense, the Bengals would never be on my list. I would have never chosen them uh, to play. I would never stream them. They just, it's just not a, it's not a defense that makes me think awesome, powerful, stonewall defense. Yet, man, they're they're stonewalling some some powerful offenses. So, well, it's um, I don't think it's that they're stonewalling them. It's they're and I I think I said it two weeks ago on the podcast. They have the confidence that okay, sure, our defense will give up thirty points. We'll score thirty three. 
Sure. Right? right. Like you, they're not, they're not breaking. Uh, they're also, they're allowing a little bit, but they're not getting like, yeah, they're not breaking. They're not allowing themselves to get blown out. Yeah. Their offense is moving. Defense is holding. I think, I think it's going to be a high scoring game by the end of it. It's probably going to be 70 points plus overall. And it's going to come down to last, last, last field goal because both teams have kickers that can kick. Yeah, it's going to be Canadian rules football here. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna rely on your kickers to win to win you a championship here. Oh God, and McPherson's been out of control lately too. That guy's a that, that kid's good. Now what, although, what about although what it about could be the, like a a twenty one eighteen game and it's all field goals. Oh, oh yeah. that'd be brutal. That would be brutal. I do not want to see that. Like I don't care who wins that way. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Sorry, Don. What what did you have there? Well, I mean, do you think uh, the Rams being in the Super Bowl recently and uh, the Bengals being so young with their their stars, you think that'll have an effect on the game at all? Not anymore. No. I, I think in the first quarter, yes. Sure, you get the jitters though, but it's the awe of being there. They haven't and... been in the playoffs. They haven't been in a championship, and now they're going to the Super Bowl. I think they've got the jitters out. That that or they're just they're too young and too dumb to realize the situation they're actually in. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like. Okay, this is just another game for us, right? Like, we don't, we don't, we don't know that. Well, I shouldn't say that they don't know this is the the biggest game of their, uh, could be the biggest game of their careers, but it's they haven't been there before, so they haven't felt the loss or felt the win to be um, to be biased. Yeah, if they've been and lost, like that could give them some jitters. I think the Rams have been there enough that they'll have. A, I'll give them the edge. Um, for being calm and cool, but I think the intense energy I'm gonna have to give to the Bengals. Yeah. It's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Andrew and I are gonna find a local establishment to to hang out at, enjoy some beers, watch the game, uh, maybe do a couple on the site recordings that we'll share with you guys at a later date. Hopefully, we're not too intoxicated when that happens. <laughs> uh, Johnny, where are you gonna be for the Super Bowl? Uh, Disneyland. Oh, oh wow! You're missing the game. Or you, no, you got the, I'll, like, I'll the, still watch the, it there. I'll watch it uh, either on my phone or I'll go to uh, the ESPN zone. Haven't figured out where, but I guess I was reading about it. ESPN has a bunch of activities set up the whole weekend. So oh, cool. I'll be there oh, with wow. the family and uh, I'll, I'll figure out uh, where to watch the game. Wow. Okay, cool. That that definitely trumps our local bar hangout <laughs> in Disneyland watching the football. Okay. There, there was a couple uh, other tidbits of news that came out this week. Um, first and foremost, the Brian Flores, former coach of the Miami Dolphins, files a lawsuit um, against the NFL, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos, and cites a massive list of uh, situations and scenarios where he feels racism has played uh, an effect on hindering uh, people of color. Uh, in, in getting management and coaching positions inside organizations. Now I got to admit, man, I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to a lot of this stuff because I don't follow the coaching aspect and the management aspect of organizations very close, but I, I don't disagree that there's probably some disparaging activity that goes on that limits opportunities because it's a, it's an old boys club. I get that. Um, and some of those things are hard to change, especially when they have money to hide some of their activities. But have uh, have you both read into the story at all by chance? I've read a few a few articles where 
he has talked about some of his former interviews and brings up the the Rooney rule. Yep, which for so those... Many... Yeah, go ahead. If you know the rule, explain it, because I had to they, look that up. The, the rule is that every team that's looking for a coach or a GM has to, hire, has to interview two uh, minorities uh, or people of color. Uh, if you're hiring for a, a coordinator position, you have to interview at least one um, of a minority or of color. Um, so he was going on about stuff like that where uh, there was one interview with the Broncos. Uh, he said that uh, uh, management showed up all frumpy and obviously had been drinking the night before, as, as so he says. Um, but then the Broncos turn around and sit, turn around and say, "Yeah, we had a three-hour interview with the guy. How were we not thorough?" Right. So it's it's kind of some of these he said she said things. The, the I think the biggest thing that's going to be interesting to come out of it is if um, when the Dolphins offered him five thousand dollars a game to throw games, right? If they can if prove that somehow, that's that, that would be huge. That's gonna I hope that's story. not true. Um, I would hope not. Yeah, that's you gotta you tank. That's a, their tank for Tua. That would have been that time frame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I hope that's not the case, and I really hope that when the opportunities come up for people, that they give it to the person they feel best qualified for the job. And I realize that's that's a bit of tough, um, because you're there's always going to be hurt feelings when you're not selected. Yeah, and there might actually be truth on prejudice, but it might not always be based on uh, how you look or who you know. It might be what you know and who you learned it from. Yeah, um, and it could be might... just personality meshes not doesn't mesh with the the direction of the team. Like, yeah, it, it blows me away. Like that he was even fired. That so part is true because he sounds like an amazing winning. coach. He's, he's got a winning record with the in the last two Dolphins. years. Dolphins, yeah. So uh, why he got fired? I again, it could be a personality it, conflict with it. Does it does sound Tom. like he had a falling out with the owner? The yeah. owner wanted the the team to do one go one way, and he's like, "No, man, this, like give me give me the reins, let me run my team, let me do it my way." And he's like, "No, I don't like that." Yeah. So that's that's what I gather based upon what I've read. Uh, I hope I wish him all the best, and that if there is. There is issues out there if they if they do do exist and they, they do come to light that I hope that um, action can be taken to help stem it. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but it does it does beg the question. Uh, Lions, for example, um, Holmes, our general manager, comes from the Rams. Guy's fantastic, brilliant mind, uh, draft drafting genius. Like how many how many of our draft picks hit for us, right? Um, and now our our defensive coordinator look, looks like he's going to be poached and head over to uh, New Orleans Saints to become their head coach. So I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. I, I don't really know how to tackle some of those issues or address them, but it's I think it's fair to give them uh, a voice and an avenue and, and make them be heard. Um, because it, it's it's one person's opinion and it's what like he said, she said, uh, and I'm I'm fine and open to let them have have their their time and, and put their piece out there and let the investigation happen because if there is something there i i don't think it, we don't need it we don't want to get it out 
So, but there's opportunities out there. We we see some great coaches. Mike Tomlin is a great example. Yeah, he's been there for. It feels like forever. Yeah, like he's probably one of the longest reigning coaches in in NFL. So, anyways, um, not to overshadow that news, we also had Tom Brady retire. Yeah. Meh. Oh, <laughs> nah, he's, 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 he's not a, a Michigan guy. <laughs> no, nah, he's he's cool, man. I, what he did was uh was awesome, and I I appreciate him, and wish nothing but the best for him. He was the youngest quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and the oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl. He's got a massive legacy. Man. Yeah. So, uh, wish him all the best. Um, but who's next? Do you guys do you guys want to put money on anybody that's going to fill those shoes right away? Oh well, Burrow. Apparently, every, every time I turn on the radio, that's that's all I hear, man. Is is Burrow this? Burrow's that? He's the next Tom Brady and. Oh, I'm talking oh. about not. I don't. I don't care about who's going to take try and challenge the title. Like, good luck. That's that's a, a big mountain to climb. But who's going to take over the reins at QB in Tampa? Oh, okay, okay. Hey, uh, well, Jimmy G. Jimmy, Jimmy G, G right? Yep. Like there, I don't, there I don't are... like the. I don't like the the the. I don't think he meshes, but uh, I mean, it's a good possibility. Uh, Again, Aaron Rodgers, if he still wants the spotlight. Oh, that just feels dirty. That does. That feels just the thought of like, oh, I'm going to go pick up Tom Brady's seconds, his leftovers, and try and go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be uh, wild. It's just gross. No. <laughs> if, if Derek Carr um, gets ousted yeah. in in Las Vegas because of the changeover, if uh, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G., uh, some teams that might look to completely rebuild and, and change their identity uh, by moving on from their quarterbacks. Like those are some guys I could see ending up in Tampa because they still have a team, depending on how their offseason goes. That uh, if they don't want to move on to like Mike Glennon or Kyle Trask, maybe they try and find a, yeah. Maybe Watson. Maybe they just mortgage, pull a Rams and trade a bunch of first round picks for Watson. Now that is interesting. Uh, yeah, I never thought about that one. That would be a good match. A good uh, wow. That would yeah. revitalize that organization for a long time if they landed Deshaun Watson. Yeah, oh, that'd man. be scary. Yeah. That would be scary because they got some good young talent. Yeah, well, uh, Mike Evans can, is on a contract for a couple of years. Uh, they probably don't keep Chris Godwin, or maybe they sign him to a one-year deal and let him come back from his ACL tear. That ACL tear might have worked in their favor, man. Might have, yeah, because he was on a one-year deal thinking to get paid, and then he hurts himself towards the end of the season. Who's going to want to sign him? Yeah, he might just stick around. On that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had not. I keep, I keep forgetting about Deshaun Watson. There hasn't been a lot of news. There hasn't been a lot of, a lot of conversations, but I imagine that's going to heat up as soon as the Super Bowl's over and we approach free agency. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, the uh, Washington football team has officially announced their name as the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Um, no real change in color or design. It looks like their logo is a bit like a couple stars. I didn't really gather what it if it's really a significant change. But Washington Commanders, not bad. It rolls off the tongue nicely. Yeah. But did you see that um, there's a San Antonio Commanders and they're pretty much using the same motto and really oh, yeah it's like they just post it from them oh that's sad that's no fun yeah all right 
And uh, last but not least, Jim Harbaugh will be returning to Michigan as their head coach uh, in spite of interviewing with the Vikings because the Vikings have announced that they will be hiring Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. And I, I don't mind losing him. I, I didn't want to lose Raheem Morris because I, I think what he showed in the playoffs, I yeah. think he can have a, a full season. And then coming in the next season, I think the Rams defense will, will be like that Staley defense they had. Do you think you'll lose Raheem, Raheem Morris? Well, I, I thought he was uh, in, in talks for the Vikings as well. So I'm not sure where else he interviewed, but he did have a couple other interviews. That's got to be tough to have a coaching staff just gutted. Have a great season. You, you go to the Super Bowl, and then your coaching staff is gutted. See, have- this, is, this is where, you know, in, in my personal opinion, teams that lose their coach or lose their coaches or fire their coaches should not be able to start interviewing until after the Super Bowl. Because now you look at the, the Rams, the, that coach for the Rams. Yep. His mindset isn't on too many places. Yeah, he's all over the place right now. Anybody that's interviewing, right? Yeah. For yep. either of those teams. Um, you look at Eric Bieniemy for for Kansas City, he was interviewing all over the damn place too, right? Um, yep. it's it's a, it becomes a distraction to yourself and to the team, right? Um, and it's you know, I just I just think the the league should almost make it a rule that Kate no uh interviewing doesn't start until after the Super Bowl. Give them a fair chance to concentrate with the team, pay attention to the team, give their hundred percent effort. Because now he's already hired. He's like, whether we win or lose, I got a job. I don't care. He's he's thinking about he's got to move over there, you know. Yep. And all the changes and things he's the, gonna have to go all the extra, through. All the extra money I got now. Yeah. How am I gonna right. spend it? So right. let me give you guys some details here. Uh last year it was a 17 game season. This year, 18 game season. The NFL last year. All the coaches that needed to be replaced were all hired by January 28th. The first coach was hired by January 14th. This year, because of the extra extra game, things didn't play out that way. And now teams are having to wait longer to be able to interview coaches and make their decisions. So we still have, what, four teams that need head coaches? The Jags. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. The Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, the, uh, the Saints. And New York? No, the Giants got theirs. Oh, wait! Didn't the Raiders got? I thought the Raiders were set already with the Patriots guys. Oh yeah, oh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, yes, Josh McDaniels. Uh, the Saints. No, that's not okay. We'll we'll have to circle back to that one here. Um, but either way, I I'm a, I'm in agreement. I don't think any coaches like the eligibility for a coach should not. Um, not come until the end of the Super Bowl. And that's for all teams. So even if your team is eliminated from the from the playoffs, uh, from contention, you can't interview for a replacement coach until all coaches become available. That way, it's, it's fair. Because let's say, for example, I do want to interview the Rams offensive coordinator as my head coach. But I got to wait till he's done the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the, the my backup coaches, the other coaches I, I want to interview that, that might be good, I might have to make a decision because I don't want to lose out on them. Like that's it almost no, makes it, it an unfair advantage uh, for those that do interview early versus those that make it deep into the playoffs. So I'd love to see it. Monday morning is the is the window for no tampering where you can actually like schedule your interviews with these guys. 
uh, and find out who your next co- head coach is. And you've got one week. That week after is the one week you get to make your decision. Those guys will fly all over the all over the countryside doing their interviews or like however that they, they want to play that out. But you get this small window to to find your coach, choose who you want, make the offer, sign the deal, and get it done. That way, everyone has the same window. They can make a big conference, dude. Have it centralized location. Oh yeah, Bam. they could. Just like all right, Super Bowl it's week a, is over. Everybody, let's all get down to Hawaii. We'll we'll, we'll hang out for the week, do some interviews, drink some uh, you know margaritas. My, the, I think uh, my ties are more suiting for Hawaii, but in Margaritas, sure. yeah. I guess. It, 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 you can almost call it the speed dating of the of the coaching world. <laughs> I yeah, there you go. Yeah, wait, all the coaches, all the teams that are looking are all in the same place. <laughs> They're just moving around. That's just it. go from table to table. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That way everybody gets an interview. No decisions <clears throat> are, are, are made until you're like, okay, you know what? I found my date. I'm going to raise my hand or I'm going to whatever indicates yeah. that, hey, look, I'm no longer looking. I put an offer on the table. Or even make him do like at the combine. Who can jump the highest? Who's got the best 40? <laughs> there you go. All right. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. Yeah, especially if you got someone like uh, Andy Reid, who's like 70 years old. Yeah, do the 40, Andy Reid. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, as he gets carried down down the field by Travis Kelsey. You have to like throw a red flag. You got to run down and throw the red flag out. Yeah, know? that's right. Yeah, or call flag. a timeout. Yeah, How yeah. fast can you get your time mode yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Could we make this like a like a bachelorette or bachelor type <laughs> type series where <laughs> right? Oh, no, you've been eliminated. I got I got to give you your flag. You can go home. Yeah. <laughs> Who does the clipboard go to today? <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. I like this. I like this. I I see. You no, know, no one steal this idea, please. Like like we're yeah. we're copywriting we, it right now. Yeah, we copyrighted, <laughs> minted right now. Here we go. All right. Well, we're uh, we're fast approaching the the commissioner portion of the episode, but first, I just want to give you guys some NFL history based upon my news calendar. So, first bit of news was from January twenty eighth, nineteen twenty two. The Green Bay Packers withdraw from the American Professional Football Association after admitting to fielding players with college eligibility remaining. Thinking these guys could still play college, but somehow they played pro ball. Uh, player coach Curly Lambeau will promise to never commit a rules infraction again, and the Packers will be readmitted before the start of the 1922 season. By that time, the APFA will change its name to the National Football League. Lambeau will coach the Packers from 1921 through 1949, including a dual role as both halfback and head coach from 1921 through 1929. With NFL championship wins, in 1929, 1930, 1931, 1936, 1939, and 1944. Jeez, it must have had Brady as your quarterback. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Coach, player coach. All right. Player coach, yeah, right. Uh, and the second piece of news I got for you is from January 29th, 1974. Five future Hall of Fame famers are selected in the NFL draft, conducted today and tomorrow. The Steelers managed to pick four of the five. Starting off with a tremendous draft, Pittsburgh selects USC wide receiver Lynn Swan in the first round and the 21st overall. Kent State linebacker Jack Lambert then goes in the second round. Alabama A&M wide receiver John Stallworth goes in the third. Wisconsin center Mike Webster is in the fourth round selection. Wow, they did really well that year. Yeah. 
That's impressive because I know all of those names and I didn't follow football back then. Yeah, agreed. You weren't even alive back then. No, I wasn't. No, I was not. <laughs> but I I know no I know those names now. All right, folks. Well, that wraps our football talk up. Now we're moving to league talk, where we're going to give the floor to Donnie. Uh, Andrew and I are going to ask him a series of questions and um, let him respond on his insight, his experience, and his truth about being a league commissioner. So, Donnie, first question I got for you is, what makes a healthy league? All right. Well, the main thing is communication. And then you got trust and a good commissioner, which you guys are lucky to have. So, <laughs> no, but it, it all stems to uh, it all stems to communication, man. The, keeping the league active—that's that's the main goal of mine, anyways. And I, I think uh, you got to be fair too with, to keep keep the league mates happy. You know, you don't want to be the commissioner we do not like to name and just come up with your own rules out of nowhere and just change everything up. Yes, yes. Um, some of us share a league with an individual who runs their league as a dictatorship or by the seat of his pants, and it has caused some friction. So that's um, partly why I thought it would be a great idea to have this conversation, because there are there are good commissioners, there are bad commissioners, and there's those that just need to learn. So communication, trust. Um, would you say um, removing bias? from from your interactions as much as possible to try and stay neutral yes yeah and when i first started out um there were times when i i would have bias and i'll pick sides but you, you just can't do that man you just gotta let each person hash out their argument and then just try, try to moderate it as best as you can okay Oh, I, I don't have the doc notes in front of me, but oh uh, no, you don't. Sorry. Okay, that's um, all right. So one of the one of the questions that I, I I had brought up before was like, how do you how do you mediate a dispute then? Like if if uh, and I think that was one of the questions that Mike you and I had, um, like two guys saying, uh, you know, uh, somebody's tanking, and you know, like how do you how do you mediate the the disputes? You know what, man? I I just listen to both sides. And I'll, I'll make the best judgment based on the information that I have. I mean, that's that's the best way to do it, I think. Okay. So just listen to everybody, get both sides of the story, remain neutral, like you said before, and moderate the activity. Yeah, like if, if they're blaming somebody for tanking or whatever, I'll, I'll go back and I'll I'll check it out. And, and okay, I'll, well, I'll even talk to the guy individually or... Yeah, just by himself or whatever in the private message. Okay. So how do you how do you address tanking? Because we we've experienced those accusations um, in the past where a league mate was was accused of tanking, and I was even accused of tanking yeah. one week uh, as a response to to the activities of another individual because of how I set my roster. So, what do you do in that scenario? It's it's so weird because uh, especially with Dynasty, man, you you have such big benches and people believe in their guys, you know? So, I mean, unless somebody's flat out, not, not rostering or if they're playing injured guys or leaving a spot empty, you, you can't really tell for sure. I mean, you, you could talk to the person if they have some questionable choice and just ask them what's going on. 
maybe explain themselves or whatever. But it's just before when I first started, I used to be like a just Hawkeye. But his lineups. But I mean, nowadays, so busy with the, it's it's why I've I've been slowly transitioning my leagues to max point to for and I'll I'll do little things like like um fifth page. Whoever wins gets the the better draft pick. They can't take one. Just little things like that. Okay, well, that's fair. Um, obviously, you you want to stem that kind of activity as quickly as possible um, yes, to help me. people. Yep. Yeah, we're still with you. Uh, you want to make sure you extend that activity as soon as possible, and we because we've seen it, we've seen it happen uh, a couple times in a couple different leagues. Um, it's just it's a, it's a good thing to be aware of and how to do it. I love the max point solution because uh, because regardless of what you end up doing, it does show who has the weakest team in your league and award that that team with better draft picks. So, um, how do you um, how do you keep your managers active throughout the season? Well, that, that goes back to uh, communication, man. Uh, uh, poor man is everybody has something to say. We bring up different topics, different news stories, even stuff that has nothing to do with football. So, I mean, that's that's fun, man. And then how uh, I had it where the teams that didn't make the playoffs, they could still play for their buy-in back or a better draft position and just little, little things like that. But I think the main thing is just, just trying to keep everybody active with communication. Keep the dialogue going regardless. Yeah. And I think that comes through like building relationships inside the league. Cause if you, if you enjoy the people you play with, you'll engage with them more. Um, if you have issues or you don't know everybody, it, it it's kind of tough because not everyone's willing to put themselves out there and have that, have those conversations and be involved. And sometimes it's challenging when you have a, a league of 10 to 12 guys and there's really only four or five that consistently chat inside the message group right well yeah and 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 like you gotta understand we're all in different time zones with different schedules i mean i'm on the west coast but i work nights so i mean it's kind of like i'm i'm in australia or something whenever i get on the chat you know well we do appreciate your time tonight because we know that you got you got things that you got family you've got work you've got it's a weird time shift for you because you got to head off to work here shortly right but uh I go in an hour. I like to get there 30 minutes early and uh, right. kind of wind down. But but you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I am. Uh, my motto is, if I'm not 15 minutes early, I'm 15. Bam. No, but also awesome. trades, man. Like sending sending, sending random trade off is always fun to engage and toss, even if it's your, the response is, what the heck are you thinking sending me this? <laughs> but... You know, I, I don't think drunk, starter. the drunk Donnie oh. Friday night. Friday oh night. Yeah, those are those are those are classic, man. Lots of fun. 
Oh my goodness, those are I regret I so many the, of those. I think that's what spawns most of the conversations in the <laughs> in the in the leagues is okay, who's gonna who's gonna get a, a text or a message from Donnie this week? Oh man. Yeah. We could almost do an entire podcast series on Friday night drunk trades with Donnie. Oh, it has to be a Friday night though. Wow. Oh, it has <laughs> to be a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, answer me this then. How important are league bylaws? Oh, dude, bylaws, man. Structure, structure, structure. Any anytime someone asks me for advice on they want to start a league, and I was like, dude, make some bylaws and make make sure it's clear, dude. Make sure it's clear. You have everything in there, leave nothing out. Because whenever you just try to start one on the go, and then you got one guy's like, no, I like it this way. The other guy's like, I like it this way. And then an argument starts, and then you have to put pools up. And it's it just it gets it turns into a mess real fast. Yep. So bylaws is, is so awesome. And that's like my biggest advice to anybody creating their own league or whatever. Well, that that I think from the standpoint of if you do have a major dispute with somebody, you can always go back to the bylaws to say, these are the rules. Um, and this is what we have to abide by. That's why, like, and I think in uh, in No Fun, that one year when they wanted to change a bunch of the rules halfway through the season, this is where, like, I was losing my mind. There's no way we are doing any of this halfway through the season. You can't change the rules halfway through, right? That's, that's like saying, uh, you know what? halfway through week 18 or week uh week eight okay no more pass interference how does that work yeah right like you can't change the rules of the game yeah and and not and and not saying you can't change them at all but there's a time there's a time to do it and yeah and that's off season and and you have to be flexible because no bylaw is is perfect dude we're always talking about changing it you know be fluid yeah you got to adapt to scenarios that you that you come across. Um, I, I do appreciate that we vote on all of our changes, that everyone gets an opportunity at a time window to say, Hey, look, here's, here's the proposal. Uh, here's your options. What do you guys think? Vote on it at the end of the vote. Like, okay, well, Hey, it's been three days. This is the vote that was cast. All right. Yay or nay. We're, we're, we're moving ahead with it or we're not just like yeah. when we decided uh, the, the new cute punishment we're going to do. Like we, we put that up, we give everyone opportunity to vote changes are made it's not something i want to do in the middle of the season unless there's something absolutely uh terrible that's going on or we discovered that's a weakness to our league and 10 out of 10 or 12 out of 12 vote in like unanimous decision to make that change because it because it's going to make the right impact in your league otherwise no don't make changes in the middle of the season yeah ride it out learn from your mistakes and make the changes for next year yes um, how do you how do you deal with toxic managers? Oh man, Be- very carefully. It's every league has one, dude. I mean, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but Juan's our toxic manager and, and poor man. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it. He's like just the elephant in the room. Yeah. No, but <laughs> okay. This no, but what week he doesn't listen. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'll make sure to tell him he. I'll tell him to listen. I'll make sure he yeah, gets He it. was highlighted in question yeah. number five. <laughs> no, but carefully, dude. You just got to try to reason what the man meshes him. And, uh, you, like, honestly, there's times in other leagues where I just want to give him the boot. Here, take your money, man. Get out of here. But uh, 
you just gotta try to reason with them, talk to them, and and if they don't like it, you can be like, you know what, dude? If you don't like it, I'll reimburse you, and you can uh, find find a lead that better suits you. Yeah. So what have you had that opportunity? Like, have you come across a scenario where you had to let somebody go out of a league? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh. That uh, I can't imagine that's one an easy decision or uh, that can't feel good. No, it it sucks, man, because it's a lot of times from my point of view, it's the dude's being selfish or he has a bad team and wants out. So you'll think of any excuse to get out of there, you know? I mean, there's I understand some people uh leave because they have to. I've I've left leagues, man. That's just it's well, like, I get that part, but having to be kicked out of a league, um it's tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah, and it's, it's it's like I've dealt with it once or twice, man. It's it sucks, but you, there's always always somebody. There's always that that Karen we could say that's just yeah. Okay. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Well, it, um, it, and the three of us have all experienced that in uh, in another in league that we were in, where there was just people were just making malicious comments uh, on in the chat and unnecessary. And it, it got to the point where Mike and I talked about walking away from that one. We did, yep. Before the before the the people that were that were causing the issues, yeah, yeah. They, they 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 up and left. Yeah, and, and that that's another thing that the Tosa guy will um, make other people leave, man. Just what's his his nonsense, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, that guy was the commissioner at the time, but yeah. But I mean, I, I have like a tight knit of guys that I, I play with now for the most part that don't really run into too much craziness other than a drunken argument here and there or whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so how that brings me to another question. How do you recruit new managers? Like if so if somebody leaves or you kick somebody out, um, how do you find like where do you go and find new guys to play with? Well, um just dude being in so many leagues, it's it's real easy for me. And uh, this is the other commissioner that I, I play with quite a bit. Leagues. His name is Bittner Still. You know. Uh, okay. Yep. I'm familiar you know with Bittner. him. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome, dude. He actually uh, made a thread where everybody can go and talk from all the leagues that that we run. And I actually put a help wanted in there for whoever. People drop out every year. It happens, and we'll just post to that. And uh, do people feel it pretty fast, man? Unless there's some crazy rules or. Uh, really expensive league. It's really quite easy to to fill it out. It's just if if you have the right resources, I guess, and just I guess the perks of having no life, but fantasy football helps out there. <laughs> okay, well let's let's take a trip down memory lane here. You have currently, um, I'm not even gonna guess how many leagues you're in. Let's just say a lot. So you have a massive pool of resources to pull from. So if you've got lots of managers and guys that you've already played with, so you know they're good, like you you have a relationship with them, and you bring them in to fill your spots. So what happens when when you're a brand new commissioner? Maybe it's a first time league. Maybe you're expanding outside of the group of guys that you play with in your home league, and maybe you join a league you don't know. So where are you going to go and look and pull from? Because when you started, you and I found each other where Reddit, know? Reddit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, right. So, and that's a great resource. They have the find a league. There and uh, sleeper, they actually have a find a league option. They do, yep. Uh, yep. So it's um, and then even Facebook. If you are on on Facebook, there's groups there where dynasty there's groups. Lots of lots of fantasy football groups on Facebook. Yeah, I mean just just and make make sure uh, 
you don't fall for these. You, you see every year at the end of the year, it's, somebody's like, oh, I didn't get paid. I'm like, well, why did you join a league with, when you're sending PayPal or Venmo, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, oh. there's, there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of payment, how do you, how do you manage money? And before you answer, um, there are issues in the U S I haven't seen any here in Canada because we don't have a structure or a platform that manages our money in Canada. Like they do in the U S where, um, fantasy football payouts cause issues depending on the platform you use. Right. Cause I've heard issues with Venmo or, um, that if it's the payout for a fantasy football, they will actually seize the funds because of yeah, gambling issues. I saw that too, man. You're in. Yeah. 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 I saw that too. And that's very unfortunate. And so that's, what do you do? Like, like, like I know oh, what we do specifically in poor man. Is that tell, tell the world a league safe all around. That's all I, that's all I mess with, dude. I love league safe. Um, there's, there's a little fee, but other than that, it's dude, it makes life easier and it's so easy to set up. They handle everything. You have the, um, I love the option where uh, you have uh, the vote to allocate funds, which uh, reminds me that that uh, dude that we're not to talk about, say his name, he changed right. his leads to uh, commissioner. Uh-huh. You no, know, he commissioner picks like it's not voted oh. on it's just and i he i talked to him about it. Payout. yeah and i talked to him about it. he's like oh it's just because mm. when you have to wait on anybody to vote it takes it takes an extra week i'm like dude what's a week you know yeah. but like are you broke do you need the money now yeah i, I, I don't get it he said oh people were yeah. complaining but i i don't know i didn't see anybody I'll, complain. when we reach the end of this segment i will share a story about he who should not be named. I have a couple too. <laughs> All right. So that so that you guys have an idea of what the difference between a good commissioner and a bad commissioner. And I think some people don't even realize the mistakes they're making. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we talked a little bit about best practices for running a league. So I won't ask you that question. Um, what tips do you have for new league commissioners or someone thinking about becoming one? Well, I mean, uh, this is a this is a great question actually because I picked up an orphan last year, and it was co-commissioned by these two guys, who are absolutely the worst. No communication. Uh, take months to respond to a message. When I ended up winning that league, I hit up the the guy in charge of League Safe, and he was like, "I'm not in charge of League Safe." So I messaged him back like, "Dude, it says you're in charge." He's like, "Oh, who won?" I'm like, "Do you not pay attention to your league at all?" So I have a really good team in that league. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do you guys a favor, and I'm taking over this league. So give me the commissioner powers. And I, I just took over, and I'm running it now. I made bylaws. They had no bylaws, no structure. And I just just like, hey, I'm, I'm taking over, and I'm, I'm wow. going to handle this. It was, it was frustrating. But uh, sorry, I went on a little rant. Re- repeat the question again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 So what tips do you have for newly commissioners or someone thinking about becoming one? Yeah. I think just number one, the bylaws, but, but just have be able aside for the league. Um, I know we all have stuff that going on and all that, but I mean, if, if you just start a league, you want to be able to answer questions and, uh, engage in league chat more, more so during, the 
the regular season, especially during the regular season. Understand, even I need a break during off season where I'll disappear for a couple of days or whatever. But it's it is a bit of a commitment. You want to uh, be there for your for your league mates and make make sure you just time, dude. Have the time available for them and uh, and be fair and be honest and just enjoy it, man. Have fun and those are the main things for me. I, I, All right. Something that I would add on to that is you you got to be a, a, an outgoing person to to be able to do that. Oh yeah. Uh, if, if you're if you're if you're an introvert uh you're probably not going to be too successful because it's like if a bunch of people are coming at you at the same time you're you got to be out there talking to people talking to the rest of the league mates and uh you know being available and you know if you're shy and don't want to talk and you know for the first couple of years i put hardly nothing on any of the chats in 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 our leagues um you know but it's it's more about you know Somebody that's that has the outgoing personality, like you, Donnie. That you know, um, you got the you're great. Out, you're very bubbly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you, you won't shut up. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. now, now, now that he's warmed up to everybody, you, you oh, all get to see the geez. real side of Andrew. I'm, I'm you know, still mad at this thing, man. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What? He hits himself in the face. How good could he be? <laughs> they're so awesome, dude. No, all they're right. not. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that's a great point, dude, and I'm I'm yeah. glad I could uh, uh yeah, help no, you out and to chatting you know, more and expressing yourself. Oh more. yeah, no, it's it's, but it's 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 what makes it so much more fun, right? Again, we go back to the the guy that will not we will not say his name. It's just you didn't want to talk in that league. Yeah, you didn't want to, you didn't want to chat, uh, because you know everybody's jumping down your 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 throat. And just ripping you apart, and it's like, okay, so why do I even bother? Oh, and the, right? that that dude's in, he's just a genuine That's asshole in, in real life yeah. too. So, and he's probably. he like he he he's likes that, sitting, that chaos. He's probably a a forty five year old guy sitting in his mom's basement. Okay, just to clarify to the world, we're talking about two separate individuals. Andrew oh. has his own he he who should not be named, and Donnie has his own oh. he should That's who should hilarious. not be named. And I know, and I know both of them. Oh, okay. So do I? Do I know yeah. his? Do I know his? No, uh, you, you, yeah, you don't yeah, know. You do. You did. You did. He's not around okay. anymore. Yeah. So he's gone. Ju- Mr. Junes. Uh, okay. You know what's so funny? Because he still pops up. He'll like leave me uh, commissioner reviews randomly, dude. They're all positive. They're all great reviews. But I think it's it's so funny. Well, that. that's because you're you're a good dude, man. That's why. Yeah, it's like, I guess it makes me feel good about myself. But it's just I, so funny. I'd be like, I forgot all about this guy, and then as a good commissioner, I'm like, all right, well, thanks, dude. Like, yeah. appreciate it. All right. So, do oh. you have any any resources that you uh, you like to use to assist you in in managing the leagues and communicating and arbitrating or whatever? Yeah, man. Um, well, the the resources for like uh, managing the league and all that. I just I don't really have resources for that. I just have resources I use for for the players I like really in trade evaluation. But as far as like managing the league, it's just I just picked it up as I. It's just learning as you go, man. Really, and asking questions with the other commissioners. That's to be the the most help. There's not really. I I did find a a commissioner podcast that I, I listened oh, to nice. when, I, when I first okay. started. So that, that might still be around, 
Um, and I, I'm sure it, you can uh, hop on the Google and, and and Google, you know, search for some some information or whatnot. So, but I mean, for me, I just kind of, I've just from being in other leagues, I knew how I, how I wanted to run it, and kind of just made like a little, I don't know, notes on that and just went with it. Okay. All right. Well, hey, man, I greatly appreciate all your insight. Any additional uh, info, anything you want to share regarding uh, being a commissioner? Mike, you need to mute yourself on the Google. Oops, sorry. Man, um, just just to reiterate the main things, man, uh, work on communication, the bylaws. Uh, just be be fair and uh, have fun with it, man. Don't, don't let it take over. And uh, just... Just be yourself and and uh, have fun with it. All right. I, I feel like uh, I didn't give the the most in depth like <laughs> like uh, helpful tips to being a commissioner, but that's what helped me. And maybe I'm I'm a bit simple, but if I could add anything to it, I would say give yourself time. Don't don't expect yourself to be a great commissioner first time right out of the gate. There's going to be some lessons learned. There's going to be mistakes made. And as long as you surround yourself with good people you want to play with, mistakes will happen. You'll, you will all learn from it. And as long as you all share the same goal of just playing for fun, then enjoy yourself. If you're going to make yourself play in a big money league or do something extravagant, there might be a bit more of a seriousness tone and you might have to be a bit more on top of your game. But like I got into fantasy football for fun, for friendship, uh, and just, just to help and engage more into the sport that I love. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah. And, and you know what, and that is, I think Mikey, you, you hit the nail right on the head. It's, it, you know what, we're not in we're not in leagues where it's a thousand dollar buy-in you know it's you know ten twenty dollar buy-ins it's go there and have fun go and have fun if you that's can win, if you can win the, the the league and win your money back that's that's the the cherry on the top but it's to you know i, I you know i consider myself a, a big football fan um but you know being in fantasy I'm engaged even more now because I'm engaged with every team that I have a player on. Yeah. As, as opposed to yeah. just watching the Bengals and opposed to just watching the, the, the chiefs. Now I watch or the lions. Now you can watch a team that wins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In my case, as a lions fan. Yes. I can. Now I am invested in other teams. I can watch other teams that win. Yes. yes. Well, well, yeah. And then now you, you can name two wide receivers, probably, three wide receivers from each team, you know, every tight end, yep. you know, yeah, it's exactly. like, yeah. Dating back 10 years, I can name every wide receiver, every tight end, every quarterback, even head coaches now, uh, running backs. Um, well, if you can go back 10 years of all that data, Mike, you, you need to, you need to get out a little bit more, but yeah, it's just, uh, I hate losing. And I got really competitive when I first started doing fancy football. Yeah. Uh, so I, I only paid attention to the teams I really liked, which were the Lions. And when I started playing fantasy football, I didn't know like who was really good, like who was good for fantasy. Yeah. So I had I had to collect knowledge. 
and then I have to stay on way. top of it. Yeah, that's everybody just the way it starts goes. that way, Mike. I'm sure. I'm sure the very first year you were in the in fantasy, you probably had five lions. You know what? I let the computer auto draft me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. I and and I did. I did have Matt Stafford. That was my quarterback. Um, which it auto drafted for me, and I was very thankful for. But I had a bunch of guys. I'm like, who the frick are these people? Like, I had no idea. I had Doug Martin one year, and I was like, who's Doug Martin? And that was the year he fell off. So I guess he had a great year the year before. Oh, the muscle hamster. Yes. So then I'm like, I'm like, okay, who's Doug Martin? I'm like, oh, okay, well, look at this. He's got great stats. He had a great year. And then, yeah, no. You know what, man? That that brings up another point for me is because I remember when, whenever I first started, I had no idea. I was tr- horrible trades, everything. But you got to understand, not everybody's as into it as us whenever yeah. you start a new league. <clears throat> with, with, if you bring new people in, they might just be getting their, their feet wet, you know, and not have any idea of the vast knowledge that it takes to to build a solid team and make some silly trades or really like a guy that you're like, why is this guy like him or why is he drafting him, you know? And you gotta gotta keep that open mind, that perspective. Yes, and that's and that's that's where a really, really good league um is important. Because if you do have that rookie, you, there are some guys out there that would just rip him apart and oh, take advantage yeah. of him and just not fair. Mm-hmm. Not fair. Like you end up with the third string tight end on a team that never throws to their tight end. You're giving him that guy for his Because you were sold sold a bad bill of sold bill of goods, right? Yeah. Yep. Or yeah. that that third string guy had a touchdown and you're like, look at this guy. He's really good. Give me your injured player that's the best player in the league. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, hey, I'll take I'll I'll take Henry for you. Yeah. Off your off your hands for uh Blake well, Jarwin. Yeah, there you go. Right. Here, take Putney. Take- David Putney. Putney. <laughs> uh, how do you like those pancakes? Oh, yeah. man. All right. Okay. Well, hey, Donnie, I greatly appreciate your time, not only uh, here tonight in the podcast, but the time and effort you put in each and every week uh, in all of our leagues across the plethora of leagues that we're in. So thank you very much for all of that. Yes. I, I, you know, I got one last question for Donnie from a, oh, okay. a commissioner perspective. And all your leagues across all your leagues, Donnie, uh, even just as a commissioner and as a player, how many hours a week are you on fantasy? Oh man! Um, wait, wait, wait! Before you answer that, are you in a safe place to answer that question, or will your wife throw something at you? I mean, I'm just to say numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like during the season, it's it's out of control. It's just. Uh, are, are we talking about podcast, like listening to podcasts too? Like, because I do that all day at work. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't include that in. Okay, no, just, okay, okay. Say, adjusting your lineups. Um, you know, trying trade to searches, trade. reading up on on stuff. Yeah, uh, okay. two hours a two hours a day at minimum. Okay, that's a, okay for the amount for the amount of leaks you're in. You're in. I was expecting you to say a higher number. Well, yeah, it it definitely that's that's the off season for me, but during the regular season. uh it, I'm sure it goes up quite a bit. My uh, my wife hates fantasy. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. I, I I get that. That is a definite thorn in some significant others' uh, side. 
So she actually uh, told me this morning. She was like, "What if, what if I was really super into fantasy too, and I just like was in a bunch of leagues but didn't tell you?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, that would be that would be amazing." I I would be happy yet crushed all in the same moment. Right. To find out this entire time that my my lovely wife is into fantasy football, but not with me. Yeah. What if, what if she she turned out to be like your arch enemy? <laughs> That'd be the worst. <laughs> oh, Mr. Man. Mr. Junes, right? Yeah. yeah. That's that's your wife the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Just, like, that is, that is my wedding date. Yo, know, that's my wedding date too. How did I not see this? <laughs> She's laying all of the hands in front of you. You're just not picking it up. Oh man. Oh, too funny. Too funny. All right. Well, folks, uh, we have one thing left to address, and that is the bet of the week between Andrew and I. Now, Andrew was on a hot streak, but that hot hand got cold. Oh, no kidding. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm back in Alberta freezing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we had... Okay, for those out there in, in fantasy football land, in the podcast universe, um, Andrew and I both live in the same city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada where we have been both the coldest place on earth this winter and one of the hottest winter zone places on earth in the same week. Yes. So what, yeah, what last, was the last, difference? In the so last, uh, last weekend was about plus six or seven. Celsius, which is Celsius. like, like I think fifties to sixties. And then yeah, by, Fahrenheit? By, by Tuesday, it was 30 below Celsius. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's just like the swings in temperature is just, it's unreal. So you have this massive, we had rain. It was yes. raining and everything was wet and then it froze. And now everything is like solid sheets of ice and driving is no fun. No fun at all. I, I work um, uh, for the municipality. I work for the city of Edmonton. Uh, probably shouldn't say that out on public airs, but I, I work for a, a city government and I work as a, in a trade job. So I have a city van, I, I drive to facilities, I perform work. They shut us down on several occasions, just like, hey, you got your van, just stay there. Don't go anywhere. Because the liability and risk that you present to us uh, far exceeds the amount of work that we think you could do in a day. So just stay where you are. It was just, it was unreal. That's how bad the weather was in the road conditions. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, it, it rains over here and I'll be a sweeping dude and it's just people are driving like maniacs they don't know what to do good old california for you yeah. rain yeah okay wow you still got green grass don't you well we're in a drought so i haven't been able to water oh. okay so oh fair enough times. yeah all right do you, do you even do you even own a winter jacket no i do i actually get really cold it's like 47 right now and i'm gonna wear a thermal and a sweater <laughs> Oh work. I go that, that's actually that's almost zero degrees celsius i think no 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 47 fahrenheit, fahrenheit. yeah 47 fahrenheit i'm gonna, I'm gonna i think i think or maybe is it 20 degrees fahrenheit is zero degrees 34 so the low tonight instead of get to 36 will be the low 36 fahrenheit fahrenheit oh two celsius that's here we go two degrees that's two degrees yeah that's that's like t-shirt and short I'm, weather I, for I, us. Yes, I'm in shorts. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt for that. Yeah, I got oh, my, my thermal, my sweater, and my my beanie on. 
Oh, oh that's awesome. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> I would die in Canada. <laughs> you you adjust. You you adjust. Oh, it takes man. time, but you adjust. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here, here, here's what I suggest. If you're wearing a beanie, go out and get a Bengals beanie. That'll keep you warm. Oh, so I can burn it hot, and then I can hover around the fire. <laughs> stay warm, yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew. So this, this week, um, you're up. I won last week, which puts our weekly total to 13 to 8. So I've really oh. separated. Uh, I feel good about it. I, I know how you must feel on the opposite end. Uh, so, man, what uh, what do you want to do? Do you have an idea? Do you, do you want to put a, a, a little bit of hiatus and try and come up with something maybe? Yeah, I'm going to come up with, uh, I think I'm actually going to come up with two bets this week. Oh, oh, we're doubling down. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's going to be all around, uh, I might even come up with three, but uh, uh, it's all going to be with regards to the Pro Bowl this weekend. Okay. I I have not been keeping track of the Pro Bowl, so. Neither have I, but it's going to be, you know, I think I, one of them, one of them, I'm going to try and see if there's a, a stat for expected turnovers and we can okay. do like uh we can do an over and under on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe an over and under on the, the total points scored. Okay. Uh, Cause now with the teams that got knocked out, there could be some interesting, uh, some interesting plays now with Tariq, Tariq Hill and Patrick Mahomes available to play now. Uh, it could be, uh, it could be a lot more fun. Uh, Josh Allen, yeah, there's there's going to yeah. be some talent at the Pro Bowl. Garoppolo sure. and and Debo Samuels and 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 all the rest of them. Uh, all like, right, there could be some interesting players that uh, that come out now. Like, uh, for, so it could be. Uh... All right, I'm curious to see what you come up with. Uh, as soon as you do, we will post that up in uh, in group yep. chat, and we will start posting this up to our social media profile. So for all of you out there that wanna. Uh, stay in the know of the ongoings of what happened inside our dynasty league uh, between Andrew and I and the rest of our league mates. You can check us out on Facebook at poor man football, uh, all one word and also on Twitter, poor man football. All right. So check those out. Well, that, uh, that brings us to the end of the show tonight, folks, Donnie, again, thank you very much for being with us. It's a pleasure as always. I love it. You have yourself a, a great night at work. I will. We, um, Next week, folks, we do have our annual award show. Josh, a.k.a. the Multi-Beast, will be in the house bringing in his deep dives through our league history throughout the year, uh, giving us some, you know, your typical awards, but coming up with some rather curious ones, to say the least. Uh, so, so, so come back next week to come check that out. It's going to be a good time. I expect to get roasted from him a few times. So. Oh, oh, me as course. well. Everyone's gonna get their licks. Don't you worry. Oh, best drunk right. trade, worst drunk trade. Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't, don't worry, man. It's up there. There's, oh my there's god. A, uh, I've, I've I've seen the prelim of of what he's put together. It uh, it looks good. It looks I, really good. I might not listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Again, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. Don't forget to uh, like and share. Tell all your friends and remember from one poor man to another, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Have a great week, everybody. Later, guys.